Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Gus Ray. Gus is the owner of Baycom Diagnostics. He is in the process of developing A1C testing for dogs and cats. Gus, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you, Stacey. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Tell me a little bit first about your interest in cats and then how it sort of led into your interest with A1C and how that also relates to feline or cat diabetes. First off, I'm, I'm, I'm an animal lover and have always had pets and animals. I'm a scientist at heart, and so solving complex heart problems is, is one of the things I'm really passionate about. And about 10 years ago, I was working with one of the big companies on an A1C test for people where they would actually get to use an A1C test at home. And it occurred to me while I was working with this large company that why hasn't anybody made this test available for cats and dogs because it, it really is, ask any medical doctor, the gold standard by which they diagnose and treat people with diabetes. And so that set me off on this quest of five years of research in the, in the clinical research papers, kind of getting a real good understanding of what is A1C, what's diabetes, what affects it, and all the different ways that you can test for it. And then about five years ago is where I moved from reading about it and really educating and diving in from an academic point to doing some of the, the science. And what I had thought would be initially a really easy way to port is what I call it, or you know, just move the traditional human testing into the uh, veterinary space for cats and dogs. Well, it turns out that's really hard to do which is why it's never been available for cats and dogs because cat and dogs are different just enough that the human tests don't work. Really about a year ago, uh, I got really serious and decided that I was gonna do the, just this all the time and so quit everything else I was doing. And and for the last year is what I did is what I call productizing the science. And so I've taken all that science and all that learning on how to do the A1C testing in this the inventions that that took and productized it. And so now I'm at a point where I'm working with vets to actually sell A1C to veterinarians to help them manage and diagnose diabetes, diabetic cats. Did you ever have any personal experience with a diabetic cat or how, how did, you know, did, is that how it came to your attention? No, it was more of a, an exploratory conversation with the, the large company about why this has, hadn't been done. What they probably already knew at the time was that it was really difficult. And so I've had friends and family that have had diabetes, and I know that it's, it's, a, it's a really big deal to, have, to be able to test and diagnose and, and monitor your diabetes for quality of life. And so that's really kind of what led me into this. Can you tell me, in a quick answer specifically, what is A1C? The easiest way to think about A1C is is you have this glucose in your blood all the time, and it's it winds up getting stuck onto things. And so A1C is its technical term is glycosylated hemoglobin. But what's really important is that it it binds to your red blood cell proteins, and so it gives the doctor and you as as a patient, if you're a diabetic, a way to look back in history for the last three months 
on what your average glucose levels is. And so that's really important because if you know what you what your glucose has been on average for the last 90 days, you can then monitor what you're going to do going forward, like increase your insulin, exercise more, increase your dietary, whatever you've been working on. And it's the only test that's FDA approved for people to actually diagnose diabetes. So the same the same thinking goes for, for cats, that this is the test that you would want as veterinary to diagnose diabetes. When I've had diabetic cats, I've owned a couple myself, and then we've treated quite a lot in our, our shelter. A lot of the focus, once you've sort of deemed your cat diabetic, is focused on diet, as well as obviously then there's the getting the insulin cur or the glucose curves correct and and you know getting the injections correct and all that kind of stuff. How do you what are your thoughts with regards to you know diet and diabetic cats? That's the biggest thing you can do to help your cat become uh, healthier and less diabetic is clearly exercise and diet and diet would be number one. And so, and then, you know, with a cat, it can be very difficult to get them to exercise. Unlike a dog where you can take them outside and throw a ball. If it's an indoor cat, there's, you know, clearly some other things you can do, but those are by far the two most important things you can do. And you, you brought up a good point, Stacey, in that glucose curves have historically been the way that you adjust insulin levels that your vet would look at. For the listeners who who are not as familiar as glucose curve, it's essentially taking a bunch of glucose data points over a period of time. And that's essentially what A1C tells you with a lot more accuracy. You don't have to do a glucose test because the vet, the, your veterinarian can just do one test and he can have a glucose curve for the last 90 days that's very accurate. The way that this test works, it's it's two drops of blood. That's all that's needed? Yeah, that's it. So you, you would bring your animal into the vet or be at the vet and the vet would see some things that would cause them to concern and say, we need a couple drops of blood. They put it on a special test request form and mail it into my lab and the results are ready in two weeks. It's that easy. You are in the patent pending standpoint of time. So what does that exactly mean? So if there are any of our listeners that are interested in pursuing this kind of testing, what would they need to do? So since we're patent pending and because of all the science and we're following FDA guidelines on all of our tests. So if any of the users were interested in learning more about it, they would they would definitely contact me. But what the patent means is that we're trying to carve out an area in this market that would be just for BACOM diagnostics. But our long-term goal is to get the adoption so that everybody can use this test. So no matter where you go, the veterinarian would have access, whether he has another lab or our lab. Our, our long-term goal is definitely to get it out there for adoption for the entire market. At this point in time, who is using this test? Right now, we were focusing on small practices. We've got the the Tallahassee, where our company is located, small vet practices using it. And then we've got New York practices and a handful scattered around the state with uh, anticipation of as quickly as possible going nationwide with the focus on small vet practices at this point and then rolling it out to the larger vet practices, such as Banfield. When you have a test done for a cat with A1C, what's the next step with regards to treatment? I know you're focused on that testing component, but what then what happens for the practice with regards to the, the treatment after that? And I know that insulin is probably a whole nother huge separate conversation because there's a whole range of different types of insulin out there. And then there's also the diet conversation. But just from your own knowledge, you, you know, if you had a diabetic cat, what path would you take for that cat? 
with an A1C test, you'd still want to do the glucose testing for the insulin management on a day-to-day basis. But with the A1C test, that would allow my veterinarian to say, wow, Gus, over the last 90 days, looks like you've really managed the, the glucose levels for your cat or vice versa. You know, what I may think I may be managing that pet really well, but the A1C would test like probably need to increase the insulin dosage based on your what currently is going on because A1C shows that the glucose levels have still been too high on average for the last three months. And so let's let's increase the dosage and see if we can increase the quality of life for that animal and the life expectancy. And the pre-show interview, you were talking a bit about the fascinating things that you've discovered about cats while you've been doing all this research and development. And one thing you mentioned about how interesting it is that cats can be diabetic one month and then not diabetic a month later. Do you want to touch upon that a little bit more? Yeah, cats are a very amazing animal. It, right now, in in the current state of the research, it's the only animal we know of that can become type 2 diabetic. And with exercise, diet, and insulin treatment, you can bring that animal back into what's called remission and where the animal would no longer need any kind of insulin uh, therapy except continued diet and exercise. And the animal shows... The, the cat shows normal glucose levels and normal A1C testing and then can go on and live its complete life without becoming diabetic again. And it, it really is an amazing animal in that it's able to do that. And we at Baycom think that there's a lot of research opportunities there. And potentially the cure for diabetes may lie within the cat's ability to do that. Meaning cure for, for human diabetes. Yes, correct. So figuring out if, if you can figure out why a cat's able to sort of revert back, maybe there's a way that we can figure out how to make people revert back. Unfortunately for dogs, dogs are very much like people in that once they get type 2 diabetes, they're not able to. So there's some, some real science and some real research, I think, that could lead to some amazing discoveries with cats. Are you swamped with miscellaneous papers and notebooks with details about the cats in your colonies? It's hard to keep track of all the details. Do you get a headache whenever your TNR coordinator asks you for paperwork that they need for their program? CatStats is the ultimate TNR program management tool that will reduce your stress. Set up your own online cat colony database and track colonies and caretakers in your service area. Mapping and automated requests for help are also featured. Designed by neighborhood cats, CatStats is available at no cost to animal welfare organizations. CatStats has an easy-to-use interface, and all of the information is protected and private. We want to help you spend less time on paperwork and more time helping cats. Check out this free tool at catstats.org, C-A-T-S-T-A-T-S dot O-R-G, brought to you by Neighborhood Cats. <coughs> Ever feel like you are overwhelmed by all of the paperwork for your community cats? On Thursday, February 23rd at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, we are holding a webinar about CatStats, a free database tool that will help keeping track of your colonies easy to do. To sign up, check out communitycatspodcast.com or email stacy, S-T-A-C-Y, at communitycatspodcast.com. So as you've been developing this test, what have been your greatest obstacles or challenges and what challenges do you see going ahead? Probably one of the biggest obstacles is that it's a new test to veterinarians, although it's been the gold standard for 20 years in in testing people with diabetes. 
Um, when you're bringing a new test to market, it's always a slower adoption that you had hoped for. Despite all vets know exactly what an A1C test is, and they absolutely know that it that it should be done and is, and is the gold standard for testing. And one of the hurdles has been how do you drive that market adoption quickly for the benefit of the animals? A challenge is getting it out into the marketplace. Correct. It's interesting. And you. Historically, I mean, before creating Baycom, you've been involved in a lot of other ventures. I would say that you're quite the entrepreneur. So you have launched products before. Has this been more challenging than previous products? From a scientific point of view, it's been one of the hardest things I've ever done, but also the most rewarding to get it done. From a commercialization point of view, it's been also challenging in that that veterinarians, rightly so, are very pragmatic and slow adopters to change. So but I think that's appropriate in this industry because, you know, they're treating part of your family because, you know, your pet is and I have animals and I treat them as though they're family. So that's been it's been a challenge, but I'm surprised at how once the vets are starting to learn about it and, and word is starting to grow, how much quicker and faster in the market that it's going. Do you have a price point for this test? Yeah. So the the price point to the to the pet owners is suggested price of ninety nine dollars for the veterinarians. And that's on par equivalent to what veterinarians are currently charging pet owners for what's called a fructosamine test. And that's the current state of the art, which tells the vet about a week or two what the average glucose level was for the last week or two versus the A1C test, which is last couple of months. Right. And I think the glucose curve might even be more expensive than that because it involves the cats staying there for at least a a group of six to eight hours. Yeah, it, it's pretty labor intensive and, and those glucose test trips can add up too. Yeah, definitely. So for me, $99 compared to what other pricing is out there for, for other tests, that doesn't sound half bad to me. The other thing we're doing, because I am a pet lover, is this year we've pledged to give away $100,000 worth of tests to animal shelters. Oh, so awesome. We're well under the way on that. And if any of your listeners have a cause or, or need for a donation, I would encourage them to look me up on LinkedIn and send me their request. And more than likely, I'm, I'll, I'll be happy to send them a vet to work with, maybe send them a test to work with their vet on getting A1C tested. That's fantastic. That's really great. Some of the uh, things that we've spoken about on other shows is the fact that a lot of our stationary spay neuter clinics, high volume spay neuter clinics that for years have offered quite a bit of spay neuter surgery for thousands and thousands of cats. Well, now these cats are getting older and they're running into issues like diabetes, but yet they can't afford necessarily going to the the higher cost clinic because they're still, you know, they're still only making $30,000 a year or $25,000 a year. And that's not a lot of money to to have for extra money to to spend unfortunately on your pets going to a, a community clinic or a, making your spay neuter clinic a little bit more community cat focused and helping them with some older age issues is really important because I do think we're going to run into these older age issues with our cats in these clinics so that's very very generous, and I think a lot of a lot of nonprofit clinics as well as shelters would be interested in taking you up on that one. Your work is in Florida, and it sounds like you're well networked with that. Just to touch a bit upon your research with the dogs, what's the differences between? Um, you said that the cats and the dogs are very different in how they react to diabetes, but this test performs well for both of them. We've made the test available for both. And initially, 
we were first going to come out with just a test, A1C test for dogs, but because that was actually easier to do. The cat blood is much more complicated and the testing required required some more science. But we heard really clearly from the veterinarians that just for reasons like you just said, that as you neuter cats or cats get older, they get much more predisposed towards type 2 diabetes. And so we heard the vets loud and clear that they said, we love your test when we first brought it to them a couple of years ago, saying, but we've got to have the cats. The cats are as important or if not more. With that comes the differences between the two. And one of the big is that the test for cats gives them the, the average glucose for the last 70 days versus dogs is much more aligned with human in that it gives you the average for the last 120 days. And that just gives you a little bit of idea of the differences between cats and dogs. Dogs are much more like humans where, where the test worked easier and cats are, are different enough that, that even – the most we can get is about the last 70 days for the average glucose levels, but that's still that's still pretty significant and very significant to the vets in their treatment and uh, um, monitoring. It has me sort of thinking too in, in sort of other disease situations, like if a cat tests positive one day for feline leukemia, that cat could actually test negative for feline leukemia two months down the line. So it seems like cats have a way of processing disease differently too. So, you know, in, in our world, when we've been, where testing is expensive in the sheltering world, it's still, we still have a protocol often to test multiple times just to ensure we're really getting an accurate result. Yeah, that's definitely one of what was voiced to us about why they need the A1C test for cats, especially because because their glucose levels can spike just by bringing them into the veterinarian yep. and they can have these off the charts glucose levels, but really only the cat is stressed out, and, and as soon as you brought it back home, its glucose numbers go right back to normal. So cats have white coat syndrome just like people do. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, my mother uh, gets that oftentimes, so I, I, I see it happening with, with people on a regular basis. And I would say I've seen it with my cats quite a few times, too. Yeah. So it's it's great. Gus, if there are folks uh, they are interested in reaching out to you, you mentioned LinkedIn earlier, but if you might want to just share again with our listeners, if folks wanted to reach out to you to find out more about um, this product or even um, getting access to some tests, how would they do that? Yeah, so our website is baycomdiagnostics.com, or you can just Google search the word A1Care. So it's A1C-A-R-E. That's our trademarked test name, and, and you should come right up to our company, our tests. Or even easier, go on to LinkedIn and just put my name in, Gus Ray and Diabetes, and I'll be the only one that comes up. And And please send me a message right through LinkedIn, and I promise to respond. That's great. And is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? You no, know, we touched on a little bit earlier in that that, that cats are that this amazing animal, and, and hopefully with the research Bacon is going to continue to do, we can make some significant progress on, on diabetes. After you get this this job done, do you have a plan for any projects in the future? I do. We, we're working on a very easy-to-use saliva test for cats and dogs so that you can just swab the inside of the mouth of your cat or dog and get a pretty good A1C-like test so that you don't have to worry about getting blood and you can monitor A1C-like levels at home really easy. So that's also next on our list. Wow. That's good. That's good. Uh, keep on creating that list and then you'll have the uh, diagnostics for cats in, uh, in great, great shape. I could give you a whole list of different diseases that I'd want you to work on. 
<laughs> yeah, all right. I look forward. We're also working on heartworm too. We think we can de detect heartworm much earlier than any of the other tests. Uh, I'll put my pitch in for FIP, feline yeah. leukemia. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm, I'm writing them down. <laughs> yeah, feline, feline infectious peritonitis is the de disease that I would say all shelters dread. Yeah. And it's the, it's the hardest to diagnose disease in cats. Yeah. But anyway, so if you're up for a challenge, I'll put that one out there for you. I am. And I'm going to add that to my list. <laughs> well, Gus, I want to thank you so much for being on my show today. And I hope we'll have you on in the future. All right. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 